Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for coming. I know it's early morning for some people, a lot of jet-lagged faces. I really appreciate you taking the time to listen in today. I know there's a lot of great sessions going on right now in parallel, so I really am thankful that I get your attention together with Daniel here for the next 45, 55 or so minutes. Just to make sure you're in the right session, today we're talking about building cloud-native applications in an enterprise environment. And I'm talking today here with Daniel. But before we jump and introduce ourselves, I would like to see a little raise of hands. Who knows Volkswagen? OK, that's decent, pretty much everybody. Awesome. Who knows Volkswagen Financial Services? OK, getting there. OK, who's working for Volkswagen? Come on, I see more faces there. OK, great. That's good to know. So there might be some repetitive content for you there. <laughs> so to quickly introduce myself, my name is Angelo Sefimiu. I am a cloud enablement leader. What does that mean? Uh, that means that I get the privilege to lead a group of very gifted cloud experts in the beautiful city of Munich, Germany, overall Switzerland, and Austria. And we get to enable clients like Volkswagen and others uh, to adopt in the cloud and do great things with it. I've uh, been with CloudReach now for about two and a half years, and this is my first and very exciting reInvent. Tanya. My name is Daniel Matisse. I'm working for Volkswagen Financial Services since more than 16 years already. Started as an architect, enterprise architect, and today I'm responsible to bring our core products online and to enable our worldwide IT to use public cloud. Awesome. Let's take a quick look on the agenda. So first of all, we give you a little bit of context. Who are we? What are we doing? How does the story that Daniel is going to tell us a little bit later kind of fit in with what you know? Good thing is, you know, pretty much everybody knows who Volkswagen is. That's a good start. Then we're going to look at why did Volkswagen need to hyperscale? What was the reason to adopt the public cloud that didn't do it just because it was so much fun, even though it turned out to be great fun. Yes, um, so we're going to talk a little bit about the challenges. Then we're going to look at how do we address those challenges? How do CloudReach and Volkswagen Financial Services work together on addressing and solving those challenges? And at the end, we're going to look a little bit at a summary of the lessons learned and hopefully a bold outlook. Let's see what Daniel can share with us. So who we are. Daniel, as our guest today, is going to start here with Volkswagen. I'm allowed to start. You're, I guess you're already looking forward to this first part of marketing and sales slides very, very eagerly. So let's get, a, get onto it from a different angle. What is there for a financial institute to achieve today? We are suddenly competing with companies out there getting into our traditional area like Uber, Alibaba, Google, and all of them have hundreds, sometimes thousands of developers focusing on one app, one platform, and pushing that app to best quality and to highest rollout amounts possible. That is what we're, what we're facing today. So how can we take a step against that? How can we stay and, and 
still be successful. First point is join forces. We need to set up, as even as a company as Volkswagen, we need to set up one platform ecosystem and use it all over the world. That's the first most important thing. Next thing is we need to collaborate. We have 51 subsidiaries worldwide as FSAG, and they all have IT people locally, coming from five people locally to 80, 100, or even in, in Germany, one and a half thousand. You see these amounts, and not all are working on cloud development, only a part is working on cloud de development, and you see this, this amount of people, this group has to compete with the startups, with the Ubers, with the Alibabas out there. That's only possible with joining forces. Next thing is, we need to give you, our customers, the best user experience possible. We need to get out there with superior user interfaces and with superior user ex experience. Now you may ask, hey, why is this guy showing pay by phone here? That's one of our brands, by the way. And they've been featured by Apple on the biggest developer event this year, showing superior user experience on the Apple Watch. So we are already there, and we need to keep that momentum and go on with these um, superior, superiority, whatever the word is, and go strong. Financial services is the most successful automotive financial institute in Europe. Even if a lot of people are not knowing us, we are providing mobility, car sharing, as you have seen, parking solutions. We're selling insurance, leasing, and finance products. That's all good and fine. That's all very cloudy. Let's make it very concrete. You are at a Volkswagen dealer, and you want to buy a new Volkswagen. You're not at a dealer anymore. That's today. In the future, you're in the, on, the, on a Volkswagen, Audi, Seat, Skoda, whatever website. You're configuring your car. You're putting all in what you want to have, always wanted to have. Leather, huge tires, big engine. And in the end, your car is $50,000. And you say, whoa, that's a bit much. I only have 30000 So you need to finance the rest of the amount. And then you find this magic button, what we call call to action button, and you press it. And then you're immediately in what we're delivering with what we are showing you today. You're in the checkout process, you're in the customer journey, fully online to get your finance contract, to get your car, in that case, the $20,000 finance, and in the end, you're getting back to, you, to the, to the um, Volkswagen website, and you have your car, you're financed 20,000, and the rest you're paying cash, and the dealer will get you your car. That is where we are going to. Yeah, thanks, Daniel. It's a pretty, pretty tough introduction for me, but I think we can hold up to ourselves. So as CloudReach, we aim to support our customers, some of the largest and most known enterprises in the world, during the adoption journey to the cloud. And I think Volkswagen Financial Service is a great example of that, uh, and there's many more. Now, I think we were a little bit different than your traditional 
uh, consulting or operations company because A, we were born in the cloud, so there's no legacy for us. There's no service in our backyards that we need to feed or that we're thinking about. Our people work 100% on the cloud, public cloud. So born in the cloud, and recently we had also an acquisition in the US, Relos Cloud families joining us, so we balanced our forces in the US and in Europe, so we're basically uh, well positioned uh, to execute in both markets, so to help customers like Volkswagen, who are present in a lot of markets, so we need two, right? And at the same time, we believe that we don't want to do that with just a lot of people, but we want to put smart people and smart software to work, and that's why we believe in brain power over manpower. And now you're thinking, okay, what does it really mean? What are you doing, actually, on a day-to-day -day basis? Well, we're trying to look at our customers and support them from the first day they're thinking about adopting the public cloud. Sometimes we even tell them about doing so. Uh, to basically a continuous journey. And I'm located in Munich in Germany, so a little bit more traditional like the US. So there's a lot of uh, the early stages, the intelligent cloud adoption. And if you take Volkswagen as an example, when we started, we looked a lot at the governance, at adoption, we looked at center of excellences, we looked at how we can be compliant in this regulated environment. And then later on, right now, we're focusing more on platform services, application development, how can we become more agile, faster? How can we enable the team uh, that Daniel has put together uh, in Berlin and other offices to be as fast as possible, as lean as possible? Um, but at the end also, you know, operations, somebody who looks after your environment 24-7 or in a DevOps fashion. Now, that has been complemented in the last years strongly by an app-centric and data-centric view because we realized our customers, like Daniel and his team, are looking more about the customer experience, the data or the applications that they own. So we're trying to make that journey as seamless as possible and support where we can on it. But that leads us to what we actually did together with, with Daniel and his team, and I'm actually gonna let him now tell a little story about a magic cube and how that is driving Volkswagen's drive to the cloud. Daniel. Thanks a lot. We have a little challenge here. We have 10 core products, like leasing, finance, and the sub-product, insurance, and some sub-products. And we need to roll them out to 25 countries, Europe and all over the world, for each time four brands. That's always Volkswagen, that's always Seat, always Skoda, and always Audi. That gives us more than 1,000 rollouts in the next two years starting last, last year. We finished around 46, so there's some rest in it. What you can easily see here is a speed and a time challenge. We need to be very, very fast to achieve that goal, and we have a roadmap, and we're, we're still very convinced that we can achieve it. What you also can see here is we are one of the 100 biggest financial institutes in Europe. That makes us, unfortunately, focused by the European Central Bank. So our authority is not anymore a local German authority, it's Europe. And what they did is they established only for us an auditor group of eight people 
who are not, not doing anything else than auditing us and focusing on us the whole year. Isn't that amazing? Fantastic. We also have a transparency and a cost um, challenge here. If you want to do that, you cannot do that on a high budget. If it's expensive and it multiplies by 1,000, then it's really expensive. So that's not possible. And we do not know where the business value is today. Ask yourself, do you know if you are working in an international company do, and you have products selling through a dealer network now worldwide, do you know in which country, for which customer group, and for which product, these products will also be successful online. We've done everything. We've done market research. We've asked our salespeople. We've asked our marketing people. We brought it all together. Then we rolled out the first five to 10. And it was completely different to what they said. It was completely different to the market research, completely different to the sales and marketing people. We just don't know where online products will be as successful as the products sold in another channel. So again, we need to go out there because we know someone in the next years our customer will step into the online business. We need to go out there fast and be there when the customer is also ready. And the next thing is, there's a challenge on organizational structures and distributed teams. These products are, are built in a scalable way, in a, in a way that seven teams in Berlin and in Braunschweig at the moment in Germany are working in parallel on the, these products. And we have a growing amount of, of teams worldwide stepping into that development so that we can reach the 1,000 goal in the next years. That makes it very hard in coordinating that, in keeping it compliant and keeping it on track so that we can see what, what's going on. So, with all that in mind, there is no way to do that on-premise. We need to step into new achievable, uh, <laughs> we need to step into new IT methods, we need to step out of tra traditional methods like on-premise development, we need to step into the cloud, we need to have a scalable, reliable, and secure platform with having the auditors and the European Central Bank in mind. There needs to be built in a way that these teams working worldwide together in a collaborative way can take ownership and drive their targets with reporting lines to a central environment, but still taking the ownership and reaching these targets for all of us so that they're adding up to the thousand, thousand target and we're leveraging new tools. And as I know, this is a techie um, event. I hand back to, over to Angela and he will tell you a bit more about the deep dive technical things we had, had set up to achieve these things. Thanks, Daniel. So I think the, <clears throat> the interesting challenge that we were faced when uh, you know, Volkswagen Financial Services called us was, they said, we want a very agile, fast, scalable application platform. We said, great, we can do all that. That's good stuff. At the same time, said it should be very secure and very compliant. I said, okay, 
getting more tricky. And then we want that globally. So we said, okay, we need to look at some, some new things. And what we ended up building is kind of here is the final picture of that. And I'm going to go a little bit later on, how did we do that? How do we achieve it, right? So today we are looking at 200 plus AWS accounts in one organization, so AWS organization. Um, and we think, why do we need so many accounts? Like, why is that? What's the problem? And obviously, if you're working enterprise, you might know the reason for that. We have staging accounts, we have development accounts, we have production accounts. We have different teams, as Daniel said, we're distributed across the globe, and we try and reduce the blast radius if something goes really wrong, right? And it helps, obviously, to tidy up things, close, and open new projects. We have 350 active developers and counting. So coming back to uh, Daniel's point about the number of developers that maybe some other technology companies have, it's quite modest, but I think nice and growing. And at CloudWish, we like that. It's brain power, not manpower. So I think we can achieve great things with that number. And we have fully automated the on and offboarding of those development teams. And we're going to look at that. How do we do that? And we're looking at 100% cloud-first developments. All the things that we're doing here are aiming for new experiences, online, digital Ex, uh, customer experiences. So in contrast to some other projects that we're doing where we're having lift and shift migrations, here we're looking really at new, at new applications, at new experiences, which is pretty exciting for our team because that's you know, what everybody signed up for. Um, we already talked about the global reach, so we're trying to integrate the different markets and brands uh, to help collaborate and work together. And we have automated governance and compliance, and I think that's a key piece here um, that I'm going to talk about in a little bit where a lot of customers thinking you can either be compliant in an enterprise environment, or you can be fast and agile, but you can't have it both. And I think that's a paradox that's just not true. I think if you really approach it, and I think Daniel and his team, they did a tremendous job uh, to, to have an open mind about that, and I think we have achieved to get both of that and make those regulators very happy. And at the end, we also have a, a, a tool suite for people to work on. And I think that's very important nowadays, especially when we're looking at attracting talent, uh, and that makes our team also very happy when we work with, <laughs> with the digital unit, that there is a tool suite that we share and we can understand what we're doing. So that's kind of what we ended up with. Obviously, that was a journey that was not there from day one, and we have worked uh, a little bit of time together on that. Um, and we're going to look a little bit into a few aspects of that. Right? And one aspect that was mentioned before is compliance and regulatory requirements are super important. Right? They, everybody's just waiting to tell us that I told you so and <laughs> shut it down. So we had to be careful uh, how to approach that. Uh, at the same time, we wanted to be fast, right? We needed to be rolling out products basically by the minute to make sure we reached that uh, magic number. And to do that, on the one hand side, we established an account vending machine. So think of a traditional vending machine. You can self-service, right? You don't need anybody to sell it to you. You get what you need on request. So CloudReach, we use it actually too. It's not only at Volkswagen. So we have a vending machine for accounts at CloudReach. And last week, I just used that to recertify for AWS so I can enter that nice lounge uh, downstairs. Uh, and what you do is, basically, as a developer, you can request a new account, and you can provision uh, the credentials that you need to sign up and start using your accounts. Now, at CloudReach, obviously, we don't face the same regulatory requirements. So here, we had to focus more on how do we make it compliant and secure so developers feel that they can they can focus on development and enough to be worried about to do something wrong, to destroy something that could cause them trouble later on. So we're looking at a few services. Um, first of all, AWS organizations. Uh, came out a few years ago. We were super excited. Uh, before that, we had to basically 
work around our way of creating new accounts, grouping accounts, managing accounts. If you're a bigger enterprise or a bigger customer and you're not using organizations, I really recommend looking into that. It's a, it's a really great feature and getting constantly uh, enhanced. At the same time, we need to look at regional locking. So obviously there is GDPR, there is data compliance. Uh, we need to make sure that that is something we always keep in mind. And I think that was a two-way two learning process. So we were obviously learning a lot also from Volkswagen Financial Services in the process of what are those requirements? What is the European Central Bank posing as a, as a requirement? What are GDPR and other things doing? So in the process of that, I think we learned a lot and hopefully uh, Daniel and their team learned also a little bit something from us. Uh, now, if you have auditors, if you have auditors coming your way, you want to have your assets and your artifacts ready to present to them. So CloudTrail and Trusted Advisor are great tools to do that. And the great thing is all built in, in the platform. And as a last point here, no, actually last two points, we have central compliance, which I've seen rarely being used, but I think it's a great tool in this case to push out compliance policies to all different accounts within your organization. So not only at one individual account, but you can do it over a set of accounts and groups. And not only one time, you can update that over time again and again and again. So as regulators, as policies update over time, we can change that and make sure that you stay compliant not only one time at the beginning. And at the end, pretty cool service, I haven't worked even myself with yet, uh, is Amazon Guard Duty and basically the intelligent version of your risk and threat assessment uh, tooling based on machine learning. Um, so I think our team found it pretty sexy to work with. And the great thing about all of this is it's all AWS services. And why is that so cool? Well, we reInvent, we love AWS, so great that we have that. But at the same time, for Foxconn Financial Services, it's difficult to use a lot of third-party tools to integrate because of the assessment that you have to do before you can start using something. So here we have a set, so a cloud platform that's really mature and ready to support uh, both CloudReach and Volkswagen uh, in the journey and make sure that we're really not running in a dead end where we can't uh, continue because we're just missing a service. So that was really, uh, really interesting for us. So that ensured that we can enable the teams to get their accounts by themselves, to make them compliant and keep them compliant over time, and to be able to show that, improve that to auditors at the end of the day. So that was kind of the one challenge that Daniel was saying about compliance and regulatory requirements. Now, the second thing is we wanted speed, right? We wanted agility and velocity in it. And now you're thinking, what's, what's buy for us? This is a new AWS service that came out and I missed it. Uh, it's not, it's actually a self-written application and authentication module that the team in uh, Berlin developed. And if you're not sure how familiar you are with the northern mythical world, but Bifrost is this burning rainbow that brings you into the realm of the gods. Uh, in this case, uh, the realm of the gods is where AWS lives, so it gives you access to the accounts, and it gives you access to the development services that you need, and it gives you access to collaboration tools like the Office Suite, chat tools, collaboration tools overall. And that shows you that basically by the central authentication, which is SAML-based, you get access to basically what you need to get started developing applications. And that was a big deal to make sure that there is no blockers in the process. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how fast you can spin up an instance if the whole process before that 
it's super slow and you need to request things mm -hmm. by forms and you need to wait uh, weeks until you get something. So streamlining the process end-to-end -end, uh, was a big focus to achieve this agility. But reflecting with the team about it, we came actually to five key points that um, were important for achieving the velocity. One of that is the access to whitelisted services, right? So we want to offer AWS directly to developers under the premise of what is allowed and what's possible. That's great. Small teams and agile delivery. Now you're saying, of course we do, right? Clearly. But we're talking about here German traditional enterprise and there was, I don't think, that obvious at the beginning, mm -hmm. but I think the experiment worked and uh, it's very fun for us to do. So if you get a chance to go to Berlin, get a chance to visit the digital unit there, um, it's, a, it's a very cloudy space there. They have a lot of unicorns, a lot of uh, nice colors, and they really live and breathe uh, the Agile manifesto. So probably very few companies I've seen that are that um, immersed, I would say, in that, in that mantra. Um, but it's not only about organizational change and providing some tools, it's about cultural change. So this, you build it, you run it, ethos is a cultural change that needs to be engraved into the, into the organization. And to do that in a large enterprise is sometimes not that easy because you feel like you're only a small wheel in a really big organization. And I think they achieved a great job in doing that. And that is something that we as an organization, CloudReach, also feel very strongly about. We give a great deal of liberty to everybody. And with that liberty comes responsibility that you need to accept. Mm -hmm. So um, I think that's where our teams are also very much connected about that, that we live this culture together. Now, the familiar development tools help you, of course, if you hire new talent, if you hire great developers, that you don't need to teach them something completely new every time. So they could reuse something that they learned already and start right away. And then at the end, collaboration, right? Daniel said it before, it's all about joining forces, joining forces with CloudReach, joining forces with the brands, joining forces with the different regions across the world. And I feel we just got, it, got started with that. So I think there's many more brands, locations that we could uh, start working with. And now it's really a scalable process that can be extended as needed over time. Now, obviously we didn't do that out of the pure fun, out of the pure uh, joy of uh, developing those tools, even though it was pretty much fun. <laughs> uh, so Daniel's gonna tell us a little bit about what that meant for the business, what was the result of that uh, for the customers uh, on the other end. What you see here is a subset of the rollouts we did um, earlier this year already. We've been rolling out portals, we've been rolling out customer journeys, We've been rolling out finance, insurance, and leasing products. And the point is, we're able to roll them out in a way that we've built one standardized, we call it white label journey or portal. We're configuring the language. We're configuring the fields. We're configuring the legal terms for every country. Then it's shown to the market. The marketing and the sales guys have a look at it, testing it, changing some stuff, getting new requirements in. Then we're rolling it out, next country. And it's working. So everything you've seen before, 
the setup, the technical environment, it's all supporting the fast and low-cost, easy rollout to different countries for different products. And we're pretty sure to reach our, our targets in the next two years. What you cannot see on that slide is we now have an audit by the European Central Bank at the moment since two months already. And it shows that we're pretty well organized also on, on the regulated field. There are no huge issues found even as this platform is already or was only born two years ago and is constantly developing, we have compliance and security well underhand. Saying that, what have you seen? The interesting part is we had a technology part in here, but what you have seen is to develop in the public cloud in an enterprise environment for a highly regulated financial institute, it's much more about collaboration, it's much more about people, it's much more about setting up teams, it's much more about setting up the right boundaries and to give the developers an environment where they really want to develop in, where they're proud and have easy access to their environment and they do not have to bother with all that legal, compliance, contractual and SLA stuff. They just can start. And this is what, what's happening. My guys have been over here in the US, in, in, in Chicago, for more than a month, setting up a new environment for, the, for our people here in America. And they're just after one month setting up, they're immediately starting to develop in the public cloud. And they feel, feel secure and they feel safe. And they have a lot of fun developing on AWS. What you've also seen is we can be cutting edge for customer experience. If we're solving the basic stuff, if we're taking away all the nitty-gritty from the developers, they can focus on customer experience and on getting in business value and not on compliance and all the other things which are not so much fun. Empower our teams. We say enable our teams. They need to be enabled to, to have the freedom to use tools they really want to use, to use what they need, but on the other way, have an environment which is giving them the security of being compliant and secure so that they cannot step out, but they do not feel that as a border, they feel it as a security. That is enablement, at least for us, and it's working fine. The teams all over the world are really happy about that service. They were thinking about using every other cloud environment which is out there, but then they would have to step into that cloud and develop all these boundaries on their own, and now they're getting a real service from us, developed and, and maintained by a central team. And they're asking for new stuff, and it's a 
constant development in that area, but we are flexible enough to enlarge and increase that service without compromising the compliance and IT security environment. That's the last point, built on compliance as a code. We've stressed that enough, I think. Let's go to the next one. Yeah, maybe, maybe just one point from my side yep. also on this one. I think the, what I can't stress enough what important was is like the partnership with uh, Daniel yep. and his team in Berlin um, was really crucial because we really had a, a good chemistry in, with the team. And what you see here is not a one-time exercise, right? The, the development continues. We're constantly adding new features. We're making it better, safer, bigger. Mm -hmm. And that is something that, you know, sometimes in my team I have people who, who don't want to leave the project. They want to keep staying on it. And sometimes, you know, as a, as a partner, you want to, you know, mix in. You want to bring some new ideas, maybe some new people in to bring some fresh eyes uh, on the same topic. And then you really have to drag them out of it. And I think that's a testimony to um, the attractiveness of, of the platform, not only AWS, but also what Volkswagen did with it. And I can tell you, I've seen a lot of enterprise environments in Germany, um, and it's probably like the stereotypes you're thinking about. So um, this is a really great example of that. So um, I encourage you uh, to follow the journey. And the, the interesting part is, every time you go to a new customer, specifically when they're in the insurance or the financial sector, they're telling us, oh, we can't do the cloud, it's not safe, it's not secure, um, you know, there's, there's a tons of problems, never gonna work. And I tell them, well, we have some of the biggest banks. Uh, we're working not only in Germany, but also internationally with banks and financial regulators actually moving into the cloud. And I think if you want to take one lesson out of this with you, and you're working in one of those environments, we have solved the problems, right? It's not a technical problem. There is a clear path how to do it. Yeah. And you know, I think just go and, go and build it. So it's, it's really fun. And obviously, it's not easy, but there is a way to get past those questions from regulators. There's a path to get questions from local SecOps people who might have concerns around data security, who might have concerns around the liberty that you will give to the teams. I think that is a big change for a lot of uh, organizations, to give so much liberty to the team and trust them that they can build something and own it over time. Mm -hmm. So I think that is something that I'm now uh, very happy that I can <laughs> take that story and narrate it all over Germany, and hopefully we'll live in a much more happy future uh, with less paper and more trees uh, and digital <laughs> customer experience. <laughs> so before we let you go, I think Daniel wants to yes. highlight maybe some more sessions. Some advertisement here. But it's also um, paying into the collaborative um, story I've told and we've told over the last uh, 35 minutes. My colleagues from Volkswagen are also here and they also have some presentations. One is talking about the One Digital Platform, Peter Gazzarella on Thursday, and another colleague is talking about the lift and shift of um, on-premise applications into the public cloud environment, showing how to reduce cost for on-premise hosting and to reduce it by running it into the, not into, running it in the cloud. So feel free to join there. I can highly recommend it. It's actually adding up this story today with two other pieces and giving it a, a full story. Feel free to join. Thanks very much. And from my side, before we head out here, and by the way, if you have questions, we'll always be out there. 
You can find us at the booth, 424. There's a great game you can actually play. It's called Two Blocks Away. Uh, some of my dear uh, co-workers have developed it. It's a great architecture game to test your skills. There's a prize to win for the best ones with the highest score. So get out there and you know, try the challenge. I'm going to challenge Daniel later on and see how, how well he has been enabled, uh, and oh. the Volkswagen team here too. Let's see if who walks away with the money. Um, and obviously, we want to open up for questions. Here we have two microphones, but if you want to find us after, that's fine too. Um, thank you very much for your attention. I want to thank Daniel for being an awesome partner in this journey. I want to thank so much the team, both in Volkswagen in Berlin, but also our team in Berlin, who is right now not here, but actually working back at home. Uh, I really appreciate it. I wish I could have brought them all here. Uh, special thanks goes out to Daniel Stammer for actually helping me build some of the slides. Um, it always is a team effort, right? Everything we yeah. do, not only the cloud environment, uh, up to the final, you know, the sugar coating on the, on the slides. Uh, thank you so much. And yeah, I hope to see you soon again. Thanks so much for your attention and for your time. Yes. Have a good day. <laughs>